Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Salas, and with me is one of my very talented friends. He is our guest barkeep in this episode, Sulu, Dwayne Sylvester. I am <laughs> Gina. Yes, while Gina is off, a little R&R, Dwayne's channeling his inner Gina. I feel good. Good. And this is fun. I really, I'm going to be Gina from now on. Okay. Okay, so you're going to be Sulu, Gina by way of Sulu right now. Yep. And here's why. So uh, I want to talk about navigators. Cool. Yeah. Navigator. Different kind. Um, so many explorers and navigators, both water and land, have found their way by locating the North Star. Why? Because it's easily found and it's a constant in our northern hemisphere skies. So couldn't get lost at night. So they could find that. They could find their way. Um, and the reason why is it basically, I didn't understand this. Think of a pinwheel. That's kind of where the North Star is. It's the pinwheel. It stays in basically the same location while the rest of the northern sky rotates around it. So if you're at the North Pole. It, it would be like directly above your head because it's a, it's a celestial pole. But, and someone says head north, where do you go? Uh, you, you, uh, you walk in a circle. <laughs> Very quickly, because I think you'd be frozen if you stood still too you long. Know? Yeah. I just always wondered about that. You know, there you, you go. You give directions, and we think of directions as two-dimensional, left, right, north, south. But, yep. you know, once you reach true north, yeah. what do you everywhere, everywhere is south. Exactly. I'm so confused. You go so far north, there's only one way I'm down. I'm confused. It's okay. When I'm true north, I can't go west? The no, you can. How? Because so here's here's because it would be directly above your head. You if you wanted to go west, you would go in the direction of left, right? Yeah, left. Aren't you heading south at that point? Technically, you're going <laughs> south, <laughs> east, southwest. Yeah, yeah. So you couldn't go. It could go I no further. I could take a step north. in any direction. I'd be heading south, and you couldn't tell me. But I'm I love go east. the fact that we're talking about direction, and this episode is completely off the rails already. <laughs> <laughs> talking about directions. I need a drink. <laughs> so um, the other uh, unique thing about the North Star, it is actually not the brightest star in the sky. It's actually the 50th brightest star, but its location is what's key. Um, so, uh, but it's obviously made a big impact because again, all these great explorers throughout time have used it to land. So what if I find land... a brighter star? I'm going to be going the wrong direction? Well, I'm I don't lost. think there's, it's okay. Just find the North Star, you will no longer be lost. I'll use my iPhone. Okay, we're gonna talk about another star that has huge impact and has made huge impact and positive change. See how I did that? See how I tied that all together? I'm gonna introduce today's designated drinker and get this show back on, <laughs> in the right direction, hopefully. So again, today's designated drinker is the founder and the president of Embrace Communications, Lisa, welcome to the show. Lisa Martin. Thank you. What an entertaining show. <laughs> if nothing else, we are that. So, Lisa, you actually, you have an amazing story. It's really inspiring. Um, first, as a woman, I have to say, you had the audacity, good Lord, the audacity to build your own communications firm, and you ran that for over 20 years, correct? I did. I and did. then recently sold that business, and with that same sense of audacity, um, you've started, recently started a new um, Embrace Communications, correct? That is correct. Awesome. Um, but what's really great about the fact that, like, not only a strong woman building her own empire when it's very so difficult for us. I mean, any woman who's like taking those great strides and making those, the, making those huge impacts um, for women, but also for 
the world. I mean, like you in communications, I know it sounds kind of big and I'm not trying to blow smoke, but I mean, it's just amazing for women to do that. But you've also done that all the, with all the time, always keeping your eye on doing good as well. You're a part of so many amazing charities and you've, how do you do it? How do you carve out that time? I mean, there's so many of us who are like, oh, I wish I could, I wish I could. But here you're building businesses, living your life, and, and still finding time, carving that time out well, to get it, back. Well, it's, it's a good question because I, when I first started my business, people asked me why I did that. And I said, I think it's a disease people get. <laughs> you just, I couldn't not do it. I had to, you know, in 1996, I had to build a better mousetrap. And that was keeping my message consistent and helping companies understand because websites were just coming on the scene then and no one knew what to do with them. And uh, one, I was influenced, positively influenced by a, a few folks when I got involved with uh, the Northern Virginia Technology Council. I had also uh, gone through the Leadership Fairfax program and it really opened my eyes. It opened my eyes to all the things around me. And I think the thing that really struck me as I lived in Oakton at the time and there off of Route 29 there was a lot of rundown hotels and going through this program I found out they weren't actually hotels because all of them said no vacancy they were homeless shelters oh my I had no idea I passed it by I passed by it every day yeah and so then I started thinking about when I started getting employees. And, it, and another thing that struck me with uh, one of my interns, she was from Nova, and we were getting ready to throw away an old uh, monitor, an old Mac monitor, you know, that weighed a million yeah, pounds exactly. back then. And she asked if she could have it because her brother could actually fix it up so she could have it at home. And I, I was going, oh my gosh, what else don't I know about yeah. my people? And, and so then we started programs and uh, we started, I had gotten involved in a number of boards, uh, but the, I think the first, besides volunteer, I had gotten involved in volunteer Fairfax and my employees wanted to get involved. And so we used to do this volunteer fest every year. And we wound up shoveling mulch a lot of places. I never knew why we got mulch, but, but we got to work in different areas. We were always teamed with a larger corporation. And it wasn't to get business from other organizations. Everyone wanted to do good. Yeah. And, but what would happen is because we were a small business, we would be teamed up with ExxonMobil, or at the time it was mobile, um, or these other large organizations. And people want to do business with people they like. Well, we all had, we all shared similar values. Yeah. And so it was just amazing. We were having fun and I was able to get my family involved too. My That's two cool. daughters got really good at shoveling mulch. It's kind of funny, you know, it was advertising. I can say this because I'm creative director in advertising. She was, you know, a small business in advertising slinging mulch no. or you know or, or, or. keep your day job keep your day job <laughs> sad thing this is my day job <laughs> slinging mulch oh, yeah. slinging mulch there we go there we go we did a lot of different things and and my daughters had also gotten involved uh, we used to um stuff backpacks for the kids um at some of the apps at-risk schools, yeah, and it was interesting to hear my daughter, who's now 28, she was probably in her early teens, 
And she said, you know, Mom, I can tell the kids that aren't going to make it. And I was going, oh, my gosh, where did you get that? And I said, you know, your grandfather wasn't supposed to make it either. He was, you know, in a gang in Brooklyn. And, wow. And he wasn't supposed to make it either. But someone showed him a different way. And that's our job is to show kids that there are other options. There are other things that they can do and that or that they at least have options. And so she's been involved in, in nonprofits. My younger daughter is also involved as well, too, in giving back. And it's amazing to see, but I think I, just starting at home too. I mean, learning mm. that lesson at a really young age, and it, um, I think sometimes, especially now, it can feel daunting. Like, what what can I do? What right. what could little old me do? And right. to your to your point here is that you showed your daughters just just giving, taking just giving. time, mm -hmm. and just giving um, can to your point really change somebody else's life. Like it, it may seem small, but every kind act. It, it really does. And and because of that, when she went into um, college, she actually had volunteered uh, at a clinic. Uh, she had gone to William and & Mary, and then she had transferred over to James Madison to get in. Uh, she was doing chemistry and anatomy, and then she had gotten into their dietetics program. She might be a program. little smart. She said, <laughs> yes. I was, sorry, I always plug my daughter. She has her own business now. Um, and... It, uh, it was it was interesting for her because when she volunteered, I remember her telling me that it was to help kids understand better eating habits. And these kids were dropped off; they were at-risk kids, and the parents were promised a, a bag of groceries if they would bring their kids there. Oh wow! And she said, "Mom, I've never seen kids get so excited over fresh fruit before. We were making fruit kebabs, and I said, just." be grateful for what you have yeah, yeah and and she worked at a clinic and and so it really opened her eyes absolutely so absolutely so you it obviously charity has been a large part from home mm -hmm. to the business and just weaving it through your entire life it seems like it's a common it, thread you know it, it's a, that's actually a good question or a, a good topic because charity wasn't always a part of my life it was when i got involved in leadership fairfax that it opened my eyes and then I wound up on three boards right after because of leadership. Sounds like Fairfax. you got hooked. I did. I got hooked <laughs> big time. And because I kept going, oh, well, my business, I can't, you know, I've got a small business. I'm working around the clock. And, but I got hooked when I went through the leadership Fairfax program. I did it because I was working out of my house and I need I'm a connector. I need yeah. interaction. I'm an it, extra, extrovert, extrovert. So yes, I, I yes. Totally so I needed it. that, that I'm just interaction. I'm completely blown away trying to connect these dots because <laughs> you started a business, you're small business, growing your business, looking for opportunities. Um, but for me, helping out in the community is something, and I, I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, but that's like the school mothers at school, the, the stay-at-home parent has yeah. extra time that's bored wants to volunteer and help others because they don't have anything else to do. But yeah. you've got clearly a busy schedule, and I assume the leadership program you went to was, was a, a self-betterment, self-enrichment type course. I don't, I don't know it? much about it. But during that course that's supposed to drive you to excel at your business, led you to be active helping others, and in helping others, your business was allowed to thrive? It, it was amazing. And I'm, I'm working too hard. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. Yeah. I, I think what it does is a testament that um, you, get, you get back what you put out, one, and good leaders give. 
And that's what I found in the program. The program I was in was in, uh, we graduated, it was class of 1999. <laughs> and I'm still friends with Did a number. Did you like it was 1999? Uh, there was that song, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, uh, I wound up being invited to be on, on three boards. Well, I couldn't say no, so I joined all three. <laughs> and But Leadership Fair, um, Volunteer Fairfax was one of them, and that's where when my company, we moved into our first office space, so it was around the same time we were moving into our first office space, and we so were involved. So you're growing. So we're growing at this point, and Move from giving. Yeah, and it, it was yeah, I was I was um, baffled myself, and then trying to keep my girls involved. A lot of times they would come to the office and um, and Jean-Paul, uh, their dad, would drop them off at daycare in the morning and then either I would be picking them up or my dad would be picking them up after. And a lot of times I'd be bringing them to the office. Yeah. And so they really got to be involved with, uh, with the team. And when we started doing the volunteer work, it was a great thing because the other uh, employees could actually bring their families too. Yeah. And so we got to know each other. But then that's how we wound up knowing some of our clients. Yeah. It just because we were doing things, we had shared values. And we're really seeing this now. It only took, what, 20 years? <laughs> 25 <laughs> years? Oh, wow. There's an eye opener. But I really think it had it, it helped. I know when, when I had gone through the Leadership Fairfax program, I had uh, volunteered at another small organization where they were always looking for uh, home goods. It was a, a shelter house. Mm -hmm. And so Jean-Paul and I made a deal with the girls that they had to, we would do family night every Friday night and we would do whatever they wanted, and they were quite young at the time, If, uh, but they had to donate a toy. So we were trying to, I was oh, also trying to clean the house too. <laughs> a lot of toys in the house. A toy a week? A toy a week. It was, a, that's how many, oh, believe me, kids have all the crap in the world, right? <laughs> and, and so it was interesting. I think that's where they got into it because Every, every Friday night for a very long time, they wanted to make Play-Doh. And <laughs> at one point, Jean-Paul was like, I, I can't do Play-Doh anymore. <laughs> and, and we would have a box, and we would have home goods and everything for the for the shelter house. But each week, they donated to a toy. Oh, that's great. And Charlotte, who was very analytical, you, you know, um, would have it all figured out. My younger daughter, who was very creative, would talk about who was going to get her toys. Oh, that's and interesting. I remember Charlotte going, how does she know, Mom? And I said, she doesn't. She's using her imagination. Yeah. And Charlotte's like, Dominique's lying. <laughs> like, no, she's not. She's using her imagination. So That's funny. Different kids. So different kids, but they both, you Was know. Was Sean Paul able to convince them to have a Play-Doh giveaway? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he did get creative on how we were able to uh, come up with other ideas besides making Play-Doh, because it's a lot of salt and a lot of flour. You, you weren't playing with Play-Doh, you were, we were making, making Play-Doh. We were Play making Play-Doh, yes. Play yes, making Play-Doh. That's uh, so, kind of messy. Uh, speaking of making things, I think it's a really good time. What do you think? Is oh, it time? It's always time Let's for me. I, uh, what's your preferred spirit? A bourbon. Bourbon, of course bourbon. it is. I'm looking at these interesting drinks here. Oh. Well, let's break some stereotypes, because bourbon's a man's drink. <laughs> or maybe it isn't. Or bourbon's hard to drink. Or maybe it isn't. But you can customize it, and you'll make, make it your own. As I'm looking for this ice, 
I think it's where they keep cold things. I found it. Yeah. <laughs> Next to your heart. <laughs> Ooh. It's the only way to keep it solid. <laughs> so, I've taken some liberties here and followed a classic cocktail out of New Orleans, uh, which is the Sazerac. But I decided for you, we would make it with a single barrel bourbon. Oh, nice. We are going with Russell's single barrel. Uh, we also have a little Angostura bitters and Peychaud bitters. Okay. Your glasses have been properly chilled, and what I'm gonna do is accent the glasses. Kiss the glasses with a bit of, kiss the glasses with a little <laughs> absinthe. Oh, Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, yes, oh, excuse me. <laughs> Light kisses of absinthe, and we're gonna pour your chilled bourbon, which has two bitters, a little simple syrup, Nice. Into our chilled glasses. And then we're gonna lightly garnish them with just the essential oils from a lemon peel. And I think what you'll find is familiar from bourbon, but we've broken some stereotypes. We've knocked some edges off. So this is kind of like round out the bourbon. Oh yeah, we wow. rounded it out much this like This is you, amazing, I wish everyone could see this. You rounded out your career by, my goodness, giving to others and success. I'm gonna have to wrap my head around this because I've been working selfishly <laughs> to benefit myself and getting nowhere. Yeah, that's not true at all. <laughs> and um, I think he's working really hard to create a beautiful drink for us, so okay. I appreciate it. This does look beautiful. Thank you, sir. It reminds me of a drink I had at a speakeasy in Charlottesville, oh, and it was called go. a Dead Rosetti. Oh, nice. So let's see. Yeah. Dead Cheers. Rosetti, I know that guy. <laughs> well, I knew, I knew that guy. Yeah. I knew that guy. He swam with the fishes. Cheers. Okay, Cheers. here we go. Luca Brazzi. Oh, mm. you're right. Very nice. Well, I forgot to say chin-chin, sorry. Oh, chin-chin. <laughs> I don't French. know this. Oh, there you go. I'm gonna... mm. The French. This is very good. The French. Salute. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. It's very round. It, I love the, mm. the essence of the absinthe, just that nice spray. So if I didn't have, because you used a spray bottle at home, I could, could I just like put a little, Kiss like. the glass. Once so, the glass is chilled, pour some in, and swirl it around. Out. Pour it out. Yep. Wow. So what a great idea. I'm gonna have to try this too. And why the two bitters? Uh, yeah, think so of it like salt and pepper. Spicy. When we're using bitters, yes. Um, these two are classic. I'm from Trinidad, so yeah, I put those are classic. Angostura into you put that shit on everything. That's right. That's my <laughs> that's my Frank's Red Hot. And then uh, the Peychaud comes from New Orleans. It does. And uh, there's tons of stories about how it applied to the cocktail, but it also adds an herbaceousness and anise character characteristic to the cocktail. So. And that's that's classic for Sazerac, correct? Yep. Mm. But bitters in general, think of it like salt and pepper for cocktails. It's gonna just oh. nudge it into a direction where you want to go, knock some edges off, and add layers and depth. So is one spicier than the other, or what's the difference between the two? Um, different flavors, different uh, herbs and ingredients. Mm. They're both secret recipes uh, yeah. and proprietary. So they each do a little something. It's like the difference between salt and pepper, or so maybe sea, sea salt and... Sea salt and... Himalayan salt. Himalayan yeah. salt, yeah. So when you go and, like, often I'm standing there, I look at the, like, 
a billion different bitters. If I, I definitely have Angostura. Is there anything else? I mean, like if it, again, like listeners going to looking at bitters for the first time, or just trying to figure out how to build their home bar. Is there something that you say those are quintessential? Once upon a time, I would have told you, and I'll still tell you this: you don't have a bar unless you have a bottle of Angostura bitters. Yep. Um, for when we're talking about cocktail bitters. Um, and the cocktail aromatic bitters. But the bitters companies, millions of them, have put, have helped a lot. They've labeled what their flavors are mm -hmm. yeah. in, in large. So you can find ginger bitters, orange bitters, yeah. and different. So I definitely say have an orange bitter, uh, your Angostura aromatic bitter, and then what are you looking for? There's tiki bitters that'll bring all kinds of instant allspice to your cocktail. There's ginger bitters, there's lavender bitters, there's celery bitters, almost mm. every flavor has been concentrated to be added to your cocktail to add a nuance without adding volume or additional sweetener to your cocktail. So think of it again, like seasoning for your cocktails and there's a sea of bitters, but if you must have something at home, you must have an aromatic bitters, I choose Angostura. <laughs> you must have an orange bitters and there's several options out there. And then know your cocktail style for at home, something that you're gonna enjoy. Peach, ginger, tiki, celery, oh, lavender, wow. wherever you wanna go. And they do, you have to be careful, they, they can go bad, right? Bitters, if you get an alcohol bitter, alcohol-based yeah. bitter, uh, there are non-alcoholic options out there and they're pretty shelf stable, all of them. But okay. Gina found one on my show, like she came and cleaned my home bar once. And Did it go, she, was it bad? Apparently, cause she like, it had like a, a eyedropper in it and she's like, you see that? And she's like, that's, and she, you know, Gina, she's like, wah, wah, wah. that's, that's mold, that, those are not, spores in there. I will there. not let like, you talk about me. <laughs> As if you're way. not here. Yes, yeah, he's I, channeling his inner Gina. Yeah, but, that might have been a problem with your dropper more than the bitters inside the bottle. Gotcha. You just weren't clean. No, I just, mm -hmm. I, you know, you I actually clean. don't think I ever used them. I bought it because it was something I found in like, yeah, yeah. I think it was in Charleston. I bought it and I never used it, but she was going through, she threw a few other things out. Like I did pass because my vermouth was in the refrigerator. I knew that, but I had a few other things. She's like, what the hell? How long have you had this? Like something way in the back of the bar that was very doesn't like, and she's like, yeah, throw this shit out. Um, but yeah, she found one of my bitters and she like beat me up for it just, but you know, it was a good, it was a good, it was good. Did you hard, learn something? Tough love. Did you learn something? Absolutely. There we Absolutely. Go. I did. And that's but, why I threw it away because you <laughs> needed to learn a lesson. Tough laugh. It's I couldn't good. believe it's the good. shit you had in that cupboard. My uh, goodness. <laughs> Some of it didn't even start out as alcohol. It was like a bottle of apple juice, oh, and all go. of a sudden she's trying to give it to me. I'm yeah, making my own. I'm making my own. <laughs> Tough times these days, you know. So I'm gonna do a little housekeeping while we're at it. While we take this. Well, I Train to nowhere. Well, I take uh, a sip. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, if you want this recipe, um, we're going to head over to designateddrinker.show. Where was that? No, it's at designateddrinker.show. Exactly. Um, thank you for that correction. <laughs> You're going to have all the tips, how tos, trip, tick, but, but, yep, all of those things. Dwayne's going to put them up there for you. Um, so, you know. Hi, my name is Gina. Or Gina. He's going to put them all up on the website for you and you get all of that. So, great. Because yeah. I'll be using it too, by the way. Thank you Absolutely. very much. Great drink. I want you to put some of your tips and tricks on how to spend time with others and benefit myself. I'm blown away by this this concept. It's what a trade. But alcohol you, for charity. Exactly. I, I think we're on to something. <laughs> Free alcohol? That's what I just heard. I don't know. You don't leave that in DC, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn blue laws. Yeah. So um back now back to our guest. Um Lisa, you you've had 
a new business now though, right? Mm -hmm. So you're I just started, oh gosh, it's not even a year old yet. Yeah. And I took a little time after I'd sold my business, I had what was called a two year earnout. So I had to work for the other company for two years. And that wrapped up in April. And then I had been wanting to start a company where it's just myself right now, uh, consulting and I'm consulting with other companies. I, I had done a lot with federal government in communications, internal and external communications. But what I'm finding is- She looks this amazing after working with the government. Are you kidding me? There are good folks in there. I promise there are. Well, it's uh, not the very folks. Very mission oriented. Yeah, it's not the folks. It's just the, the bureaucracy the, and the red yeah, tape. That can, and the, yes. Yeah, but you know, I, I no pun Maybe intended here. Maybe dropping productivity. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, right now, who knows what's going on? But uh, I noticed again, no pun intended, a, a lot of similarities between government and associations, mm. where especially since you had been a creative director. Yeah. Uh, knowing that uh, it's that old hurry up and wait. Oh, always. So uh, because of the bureaucracy. But then we use that to our advantage. I help train our team to work with our clients because our clients had to deal with their own bureaucracy. Yeah. But once you realize the mission and that they're all in it to you know support their mission, whether it's FEMA or Secret Service or the Army, I mean, whatever their particular mission is, it's how you navigate through that internal bureaucracy. And actually for me, that's what I realized I really liked because you're dealing with many different cultures internally. And the more you can help your clients internally, the better you can help communicate externally. It's called manipulation. And whether positive- (laughs) In a good way. We'd like to call it positive propaganda. (laughs) So, um, but it works. She said that with an almost straight face. (laughs) I believe her, she she meant it. so we started doing that, and, and so with Embrace, one of the things that I wanted to do is get more people involved in boards. You had mentioned boards. Yeah. And so I had gotten an office space. I'm in um, ALX Community. I'll oh, give a plug. Yeah, look, a, Kelly, I love Kelly. Oh my gosh, I yeah. love Kelly and Kylie mm-hmm. and Lori mm-hmm. and yep. everyone there. Uh, just absolutely wonderful. But there's a real sense of community there. And I had gotten an office space along with uh, friends that I had uh, met in Old Town, uh, Lauren Stack, and she had sold her business about 10 years ago. So we're sharing an office space there and we both are helping each other be on corporate boards now. Oh, awesome. And then I ran into two of my other colleagues who are on four, one's on four and one's on five corporate boards. Wow. And the four of us are getting together to try to develop a plan. How can we help others? Not just women, minorities, every, we need a more well-rounded uh, uh, society in and general. These are also right? people that are running their own companies, business. All of them. So everyone's All busy and them. we're gonna get together and help people. Because yeah. so, we've got time. Corporate boards just to be clear so people understand, is basically, are you volunteering in most of those? So are they paid? all of the boards you... that I'm on currently are volunteer. Um, the coolest, I have to say, like I, I, I love giving back and keeping kids in school. So that's um, the Communities in Schools program. I've been involved in that for a while. Um, and just recently I joined the International Spy Museum Board. Oh, fun. And that is the coolest. That is just, it's wild. And it's a fun museum. It is. You ever, I tell everyone they have to go see the new one, but they're really their mission is trying to educate kids and adults on STEM. Be better spies. Well, ultimately, you can be a better spy <laughs> if you understand, you know, STEM, and yeah. and so it's been it's been wonderful for me. It was a bit of a stretch for me because I'd never supported a museum before, mm-hmm. but that also gave me the 
the realization that wow, I can I can stretch. My, my strength is connecting yeah. people. And so I had reached out to a couple people. The, the program you and I had talked about before, Path North, there are a lot of people who have sold their businesses in this organization and they want to give back. And so their whole mantra is from success to significance. And so for me, on my website as I'm developing this, it's uh, imagine your path from success to significance. Because you realize, I mean, my whole life, I was always measured on how much revenue I could bring in. Yes. And while I got very good at it, it wasn't enough because I kept doing the charities. I kept being involved and I wanted to be able to make a difference. And so now I have that opportunity. I'm fortunate enough to do it. And I'm finding other people that are like-minded as well. And so how can we make this a better place and how can we encourage others? Yeah. Uh, it, I think what that is, it's almost contagious when you it share is. those thoughts. It is. And it, it, it's passing positivity on. And uh, to your point, I mean, like, the fact that you all through your life have, like, have had these touch points where people have kind of, without you knowing it, pushed you into something. Exactly. And yep. you are, you, and then you played that forward. It's that ripple mm -hmm. effect um, in, a, in a good and positive way. And Thank you. I yep. can't imagine how much I'm going to benefit from this, just being in your space and your presence, because... You improve shit. <laughs> there we go. There's my, there, there's my new tagline. Thanks. She is mulch. There we go. I am mulch and I improve shit. There we go. I've got it. I knew I came here for a reason. And not just the cocktail? And not just the cocktail. <laughs> All right, on that. I can't believe you finished that drink. Should I make you another? No, Absolutely. I'm good. Let's make another one. <laughs> there we go. Cheers. Salute.